0: Hey listeners, thank you for tuning in to The Halfway Line, a football fan podcast brought to you by Arpit and Anmul. We're just two brothers having conversations about football. Hope you enjoy them as much as we do.
1: Okay, so... uh... Welcome again, all our listeners. Uh, They're very small in number as of now, but uh, uh, whatever feedback we have received and uh, the work we are doing over here, uh, I think it's been very encouraging. What are your thoughts, Anmul, about the halfway line as of now? Although we should not talk about our own podcast in our own podcast, but (laughs) I think that's what the growth curve means. Yeah.
0: I think, Avitak what we try to do is after each episode we with every episode we try to improve on our end we try to get more in depth about whatever we are talking about and we try to keep it more structured than before and we'll keep doing that and we'll strive to keep giving you better quality of content over the coming weeks also so We do appreciate whoever is listening. We do appreciate your support. And please share it as much as you can if you like it. And do interact with the pod as well. We uh, do post these polls and Q&A every now and then. So you responding to that would really help. And also rate our
1: podcast on Spotify. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so let's more, Let's tackle the as they say, you know, eat that frog first. <laughs> let's tackle the question. Is title race over now. Are we are we done with the title conversation or still there's a? It's not done till it's done.
0: Definitely, it's uh, it's not done until it's done. That's always there. But I think realistically, I have accepted the facts. that. Yes, Arsenal has given away the title. Everything relies on hope. We have to hope for the best, that City drops points. They maybe draw another two matches and maybe lose one match. Then it is back on again. But I think that itself is a very big if that City will drop that many points in the remaining games that they have. But yeah, yeah, not not over until it's over. And also, there is this uh, supercomputer, I guess, who is making predictions since uh, the entire season. And I think that supercomputer is giving is giving Arsenal eight nine percent chances of winning the league now. <laughs> so, which <laughs> has fallen drastically earlier. I guess it was more than fifty percent, right? yeah that's that's how drastically arsenal has dropped points over the last four games
1: yeah so, i mean uh, liverpool west ham some other but was southampton says draw hai, i think pe, that would really really hurt thik, city against aap, expect thi, ya, thik, points drop chayne, but wo two points southampton against drop away. i think that will really 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 wo, uh, arsenal fans would would be doing that Uh, uh, that was a missed opportunity I feel and those two points dropped so instead of being four points away now given that City wins all their matches and comes to the same similar matches played uh, City will be four four points ahead but that would have been only two points if Arsenal would not have dropped those points against Southampton So, I think fine margins uh, Fine margins ka game and and that is something which uh, the fans would definitely look back and see. Uh, ye, ye drop a
0: yeah, I think Liverpool wala game agar ignore West Ham or Southampton ke against. If we had gotten all three points, we would have had four more points than we have right now. So we would be on seventy nine after playing thirty three games and city would uh, be at 71 after uh, 73 sorry after 31 games so providing if they had won their two games in hand they would be level on points with arsenal if we had yeah. drawn against liverpool and won against west ham and southampton yeah. so it's uh, it's uh, very disappointing to think about that yeah. Very winnable matches. If we would have just won those matches, we would be still in the race. Yeah. And the City versus Arsenal game wouldn't have been such a decider like it was. So, in a yeah. way, if
1: we have 4 points, City drop at least 2 games, a or 1 loss
0: or a, a draw, at least. again draw goodness, because then City would be level on points and they would still be on
1: top. Yeah, exactly. So, even so, they, they need to draw points in at least, either they have to lose one game, which is three they points. one game
0: or, and draw one game. Basically, they have to lose at least five points. Yeah. And Arsenal needs to like, gain maximum points from now on. Mm. itself Because they have to play Newcastle, they have to play Brighton and after the recent results, I don't think any matches are given at this point. Mm. If you can draw against Southampton at home, mm. it's like an open game for any other team as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I last season that the title is Liverpool and Manchester City. So City had some, uh, you know, points lead, but over the last couple of games and everything, they ended up dropping some points, and then you know Liverpool clawed their way back in, and then they were hoping that Aston Villa defeats, uh, you know, City at their own ground, where Aston Villa went up really. So it it all went down to the last day. If Arsenal hope. That okay, City drops any points. There are certain away fixtures which could be tricky. And any 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 fixture can be tricky in Premier League. Arsenal definitely has to win their all all games. If we are still, you know, even if they have to, you know, leverage on that art percent and percentage of chance supercomputer. In the but yeah, as of now, how it looks like, I think title conversation is almost done and dusted until unless City does a slip up.
0: Yes, and I think Chelsea, all of matches hai, Arsenal, ke, all of those teams have something to play for. Mm. I think we play Brighton, Newcastle, Nottingham Forest, Wolves. Um, Yeah, I think that's all the teams we are facing apart from Chelsea. So, Nottingham Forest, they're in the thick of it in terms of relegation. Uh, and wolves, wolves aren't in the think, thick of it anymore. But uh, they would want to keep that question. And I guess that's the last match of the season. So maybe usme Utna could stake in But Nottingham Forest, Brighton, Newcastle. These are all games where teams are fighting for something. Brighton are fighting for some European competition next season. Newcastle are trying to keep... Uh, you know Spurs at bay and maintain that third position so yeah that that's uh, you can't say that the other team uh, don't have any motivation so that would make the games easier but those games are not easy at all because the other team also has a lot to play for
1: and yeah no I mean mm-hmm. I don't yeah. I don't feel yeah. any of the games are like easy like uh, Arsenal net could ne 20th position Southampton against uh points drop ki. Hai. So koi bhi easy game new Premier League ke ender, but uh certain uh games ke ender, you definitely are favorite. Uh, but then again, yes, so title running. Talking about the game, uh, Arsenal uh or City wala, uh, what do you think what happened there? I honestly feel uh City ko pata tha ki Tom Holding is a is the weak spot, and uh, they are going to mark De Bruyne very well, and uh, Haaland would be the one on the on the one who's who will be converting those chances. But then, I think Pep thought, okay, you know what, let De Bruyne go forward and score those goals, and let Haaland assist him, and I think that's that's how the first goal happened. What are your thoughts?
0: I think. Uh... Guardiola changed his formation from what usually City uh, use. So they usually they have a formation of I think three two two three. So instead of that, they had a formation of four four two. So what that did was it uh, prevented Arsenal from pressing, and it made City's pressing even more efficient. So, they had this uh, midfield situation going on, which uh, prevented the Arsenal's four-three-three formation to really get out of their own half in the first half. If you would have observed, mm-hmm. Arsenal were constantly uh, like in a cycle of like giving back passes to the goalkeeper, defenders passing within themselves, and then going back again outlet neither because no. uh jo uh, Jesus and you know martinelli Saka, all were marked very well and they were marked by like very physical players so there was there wasn't that uh, strong outlet for Arsenal to really no. go out and try to harm city on the counter so watch on prevent and uh,
1: I think I think the fullbacks also did a very good job because uh, your entire attack is dependent on Saka and Martinelli uh, creating those movements in the in the final third, and that's where their fullback come in, mm-hmm. which I believe uh, they were exceptional in doing their job. Mm-hmm. Right, and also they were able to uh, whenever
0: Arsenal were trying to press, they were able to pass around. Odegaard or Saka and frustrate them so Odegaard is trying to push forward and trying to rob uh, like a, 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 you know a sloppy pass from Ederson to his full back or centre back and you know trying to get the ball so they are baiting Arsenal out in a way so the moment they try to press more forward they know they will be Open spaces at the back for Arsenal, and when those spaces create uh, get created, they uh, either stones or someone from City's defense would uh, uh, give a direct ball to De Bruyne or ha- or Haaland, and then they would have immediate open space because Haaland was against holding, and I think that's a very easy battle for Haaland. And he would find that open space. And he'll either pass it to De Bruyne or De Bruyne will pass the ball to Haaland in the open space. And they will try to attack and score a goal. And even Haaland give us, uh, I think, three, three, four opportunities to score a goal. They could have scored more goals. And the first goal scored by De Bruyne was in a similar fashion, which I'm seeing. Them finding a a like space at the back after frustrating Arsenal in their own half and quickly counter attacking and then just scoring. Obviously, De De Bruyne had his own quality finish, and I can't say Holding could have done much about it. But yeah, City just outplayed them in the
1: midfield. Yeah, a a question or a like outplaying. Other person in the midfield and everything. It brings me to that point. Or, yeah, like, a Pandit is pundits is about it. Gary Neville being one of those. Uh, and would want to have your as a Arsenal fan, uh, your perspective on this. Uh, he continuously mentioned since the start of uh, this season that you know Arsenal is missing that leader in in between, and he always takes uh, Roy Keane example. That when, okay, when when you're like one goal behind, two goal behind, you're playing at Anfield or you're playing at Etihad or you're playing at Stamford Bridge. There was one person who was marshalling the troops. He was like, okay, you know what? Everybody needs to calm down. Gary, you need to go a little left. You know, maybe uh, Rooney, you need to play a little more forward. You guys are not doing this. One guy over there marshalling the troops and, you know, controlling uh, the situation. Arsenal team being very young and not having that experienced sort of figure in between uh, who can marshal everyone like for example City Edison is very vocal De Bruyne is very vocal even Silva and uh, other guys they also keep this communication going other than Pep himself do you think that leadership bit that you know that organization especially playing this such a big game keep City against playing maybe Odegaard is not that experienced, or he's he he would also want to love, have something of that sort in his team. Do you think that is something which which is missing? That that is one of the factors why you know this faltering at the end, towards the end, has sort of happened. A, a, someone who has marshaled it could have managed the situation better.
0: I think yeah, there is some sense in that, but I feel Jaka has been that figure. At a lot of times for Arsenal, Jaka has had that leadership quality, and I think he's the most uh, experienced out of all the first team players in Arsenal. And usna, he leader role play kia hai times, and even Zinchenko, although Zinchenko isn't that experienced, or he's not, he's still young and he's in his prime. But Zinchenko has that drive to uh, push. Oh, but-
1: there's no one who's like being there done that. Like, yes, the title chase been chased, this is what happens in the final situation. These are the nine games. Hai. I think arsenal Arsenal's existing squad who's not a player in the world, per se. I
0: tu think since Jesus did they have chased the title. But chasing a title with City, with the kind of uh, uh, people they have in their ranks, that's a different thing. And... You can't expect just two players who have been there and done done that to really permeate that throughout the entire squad. So, but I think this experience, kar rahe abhi, this current situation, I think that will grow them a lot as players. And I think if they come again in this situation, same squad, agar they won't be that vulnerable that they have been lately. Hmm. Aray, interesting point that in February mein jo lal tha Arsenal ka, since that Everton defeat. Since I would say that uh, City defeat at the Etihad uh, in the FA Cup. After that, I think this that has ended with a City game. Arsenal versus City or उस टाइम it was an Arsenal versus City game at the end. So
1: I like I like your optimism.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 not optimism actually. You May have ko- to
1: find the silver lining
0: somewhere. Neh, neh, it's it's not the silver lining thing. What I'm saying is is it the fact that City are looming large ki ah. City ka match आने in mm. a few weeks, it's on the horizon.
1: Is it somehow, yeah,
0: is it somehow weighing heavy on the minds of players? Because they struggled against Everton. Uh, although, वो, वो that period started with City and it ended with City. City 1-0 in the I.T. then City 3-1 haraya. the You faced Everton, Brentford and you dropped points there as well. Wow. Wow. It started with uh, Liverpool. I think Liverpool at Anfield itself uh, can loom large on your minds, especially uh, how they have been so unpredictable this season. And mm. even with the games like West Ham and Southampton, I think we are in the thick of this title race. We need to win these matches. Otherwise, we have this game against City. That will be an all-important game. I think Bo, China thing, it has played with their heads a little. No one can say for sure. But uh, Haan, it, mujhe, does mujhe like abhi, it does seem
1: like that pattern is happening. So, mm. I have Arsenal for the rest of the season. And this is one thing which I will observe. He... Is it, are they going to go, like, okay, 4 points ka gap hai, but we are going to best on our own, we are title to chase this title, the city slip up, so we will take advantage of the title, and they will be like a rar, we were chasing this title, now it's going to go, and, I mean, I mean, I I you know, we, we'll end up winning the title, so it doesn't really matter. And second place to almost given, so we'll win. I, I think it'll be interesting to watch uh, our
0: arsenal now. I think that they'll be able to play more freely. I think that won't be weighing heavy on their minds now because no one is really expecting them to win it now. Expectation, the hmm. weight Mm-hmm. So now, every every player obviously wants to give win every match. So, mm-hmm. to mentality They would mm-hmm. want to win all their matches. But they would be playing without that weight of expectation hanging on their shoulders now. Because Arsenal die-hard fans bhi jo onge, optimistic fans. Bhi jo hain. Even mm-hmm. they must have accepted that this season ho This is not the season. And… Everyone somehow realizes that they haven't bottled the league exactly, they have overachieved in this season. Mm. Agar bigger picture dekhi definitely they have overachieved and they raise those expectations by themselves only by playing at that level. Mm. But I think realistically expecting them to win the title against a team like City uh how they are built up right now, how well they're performing right now is a stretch, I would
1: I say. Mean, yeah. I'm what's I
0: what's
1: our positive, huh? positives uh, for Arsenal to take from the season? A, I I believe key they have punched about their weight. Yes. Uh, they have a very young team. I just hope not a lot of players leave Arsenal by the end of the season. Uh or let's say by the start of next season during the summer window, I believe that Arteta can hold its own squad. And uh, new additions also can do it. Because now you have Champions League football, you have created a great story in the last season. Mein and uh, I hope that Arsenal builds from that. Uh, what I want to discuss next is is the T treble on? Is, is is this a very, very realistic chance for them to do a treble?
0: I think a chance realistic hi to do a treble. Mm-hmm. Considering the squad and squad depth they have, but something somewhere has always gone wrong and they haven't managed to achieve it.
1: I think you... team match. Hai. Team match will decide karenge. Real Madrid kid though or United ka ek. They just have to do three matches,
0: and, and also the final, final, UCL final
1: as well. But I don't can. think any of the Milan teams can really stop them. I I I feel Madrid might be able to do something. And uh, I was I was listening to this podcast again by a City fan. He said that okay uh we the the fa cup uh, final we don't take it as a given because you know when it's with united some sort of history comes into play or something happens uh they they defeated us at uh, old Trafford this season uh he still remembers the game where they were leading by 2-0 uh, at halftime. and then i don't know what happened but pogba came in and they they scored two goals he scored two goals at etihad a third one by Smalling, and they, they won it by three two. So, I mean like anything can happen in in that particular game. So yeah.
0: मुझे तो लगता है even Milan में से भी कोई team आएगी तो it won't be a given क्योंकि City को हराने का एक blueprint जैसा रहा है season जो Tottenham और United ने भी दिखाया है एक Tottenham and United they sat back invited pressure or they found ways to attack on the counter and ended up uh, coming away with all the three points tottenham ne bhi woh white hart lane pe united ne bhi i think tottenham had 29% possession uh, united had some 38% possession in the entire match so i think italian teams can definitely do that very well or, yeah,
1: I mean there is there is this history which is which is come into play. So uh, FA Cup and United when been there a lot many times, done that a lot many times. AC Milan uh, or Inter Milan, they have also done it. Uh, Real Madrid, God knows how many times they have they have done it in in Champions League. So they are now they are now uh, they are reaching the final stages, and you know with clubs who have. A very rich history in winning these competitions, and uh, somehow, in some way, that always always plays a role when it when you come to the finals and then the stages over there.
0: Inter Milan or AC Milan, as a club, who history of winning, but in their current squad, I don't think there are a lot of winners of that level. Whereas Real Madrid consistently, always. They have been a team of winners, serial winners. Mm -hmm. So, yes, that will be their biggest challenge this season. Even Mm -hmm. bigger than the United challenge. Mm -hmm. Bigger than that. Mm -hmm. Whoever they face in the final, obviously, favourites will be City. City favourites are once they If they defeat uh, Real
1: Madrid. Mm. But
0: that's a big if.
1: Yeah, that's a big if. Yes, I think uh, uh, towards the towards the end of jab, Premier League matches the FA Cup final bacha hai. Champions League final. Hai Tab it became very realistic. And uh you know, I think
0: realistic. <laughs> winning the league, very realistic. Winning the FA Cup, very realistic. But defeating Real Madrid is not that straightforward, I think. Mm. Even in their best season uh, in a while. And they have have won titles in the previous few seasons. So even despite that, I think it has been a very good run-in from City lately. They have looked very unstoppable in a way.
1: Yeah, You are undermining uh, United at Wembley this season. (laughs) They've already won.
0: (laughs) I'm not undermining them. I just know how good City are. (laughs) No, <laughs> because they've managed to beat a team like Bayern 3-0. They managed, like Arsenal didn't show up at the game. They weren't exactly at their best. But Arsenal also go got 4-1. Utna hi margin a lot uh, bar- margin margins so around Bayern. Ko yeah,
1: but, so, uh, yeah, but when, when, it, when you talk specifically about United, I think Ole's team has also defeated City at Etihad. Mourinho's team has also defeated City at Etihad. Eric ten has also done it already this season. So I think uh, I think it's a very realistic chance that United might end up defeating. And I think Varane might be available uh, by third of June for that final game. And ETH, I think he's has been very pragmatic these seasons, especially for these uh, for these kind of games and like he doesn't really like losing finals. And uh, I, believe, I I still believe, yes. I still feel it's 60-40. But there is a good 40% chance of United doing a number on City and having their own say and getting the second trophy in.
0: Yeah, but all I'm saying is United are clearly the underdogs. Yeah. But they can obviously. Can't rule out United in any match. United JC team KCV match may upset Kar Sakti, even though even if they are massive underdogs. But definitely they can win it. I yeah. think FA FA Cup a history of underdogs winning a lot many times. Even or uh. massive Gulf heavy teams. Hey, difference, hai, but utna nahi hai. much smaller teams have defeated teams much bigger than them, so definitely, yeah. And uh,
1: let's talk about top four is United's place cemented, or the latest slip up, if you can call that so, at uh, away at Spurs, is, is uh, sort of uh, you know, it's creating a dent over there. So, I would
0: like to ask you, how's the points, points tally looking for United currently? How far ahead are they of their nearest rivals
1: in the top four? So, Newcastle, if they win their match, like United, if they win their match, they will be above Newcastle. And they will be ahead by three points. From them, Newcastle has played one extra match and they are on like the same... Uh, points, sorry, I think there are two points ahead of United. So if United wins their match in hand, they will go up by one point. Then again, but there is a decent gulf between the fifth place Tottenham and, uh, you know, Aston Villa is also coming into that picture and, you know, Liverpool is also somewhere there. But there is a decent six-point or a nine-point gap from those teams.
0: Yeah, so I think I think we have had this discussion like in the second episode also. So I would say the same thing like Arsenal, City, um, Newcastle and United in no particular order are all going into the top four. They, that these four teams, I think are cemented in the top four. Uh, they, they might, there might be a difference in order, like maybe City, Arsenal, Newcastle, United or City, Arsenal, United and then Newcastle. It could be any order but I think these four teams are definitely going in the Champions League next season.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, United, uh, Europa, wala pressure no al- Although it was not fun to be out at Sevilla losing the way United lost. But uh, I think that's or it. And the final secure That's the only other game which they have to play. Otherwise, it's only Premier League which gives players the much-needed rest which was which was required. ETH, BSC, yes, has always kept a brave face and he has said that, you know, uh, you have to go and win and this is how United in like multiple competitions. So, calendar, you cannot take that as an excuse and everything. But I think in the last week, Press conference also, he was a bit, uh, you know, he was complaining a bit about uh, the fixtures and the schedule, uh, how relentless it has been this season. And somehow, I think that has been also one of the reasons of the injuries which has happened. And, you know, certain, you know, players also look a bit tired. Martial is also always at its like 70-75%. Ericsson cannot play more than 65 minutes he gets tired after that so there's always substitution which needs to be made so I think that that's going to be a positive uh, going in and I think United and Newcastle like I said should be able to take the third and fourth place it'll be interesting to see how Newcastle does in, in Champions League
0: May I question, question regarding the uh, this Tottenham United game so, the I heard this one observation that after half time, Tottenham changed their formation a bit. So Eric Dyer was playing a more advanced role. He's a centre back, so he was um, playing a more attacking role in the second half. Mm. So he was able to get into like very dangerous positions. He was making very good runs mm. in the United half, and he. He was a pivotal, uh, like, what do you say? Uh, he played a pivotal role in spearheading that Spurs comeback. Do you agree with that? Was that the case? Like, Ryan, did Ryan Mason make very good te- tactical changes during the break that really hurt United? And United didn't react to those tactical changes?
1: I think a couple of things happened. One was, Ericsson looked a bit off so united's midfield bruno Ericsson and casemiro in second half they started to look a bit off Ericsson was not at his 100% after the 65th minute uh, casemiro was not being that effective maybe uh, not getting a yellow card or a red card for the tackles which he generally makes uh, that is something which is playing on in his mind he he was he was not that effective in that game Thirdly, yes, uh, there was space behind Dalo which uh, Tottenham was exploiting continuously, and uh, that is where some that that was the that is where the weakness came in. First goal was was an amazing uh, finish by Poro and I think nobody could have done anything about that. But the second goal, uh, you know, between Kane and so on, that is something which which could have been avoided by better defending. So that's there also. I think Marshall had an off game. He he came in and uh, you know he he was he was not looking at his like his hundred percent over there. But again, like ETH said in his in his press conference, after going 2 0 up in first half, United should have done a better job in defending. And it really doesn't help to not have a center back. I mean, Shaw is playing center back. And you have Bisaka and Dalo and Lindelof is the only designated centre back because you cannot rely on Harry Maguire. Uh, so and your Martinez and Varane are also injured. So that really that, that doesn't really help in in the grand scheme of things, as well. But yeah, overall it was a bit on off second half. Uh, United also I think got a little complacent uh, in in in. In that period of time, but a very good uh, first half, I believe. The goal, the connection between Sancho and Rashford for the second goal was a joy to watch. It was, uh, it was classic Rashford who just, I don't know, where what a, like it was a very good lofted through pass by Sancho from almost at the halfway line. That was a very good build up,
0: yeah. I think in the first half tottenham's midfield were outnumbered by united's midfield tottenham's yeah. midfield may skip or and uh, forgetting the name of the other one i think skip and hoybier yes yeah. skip and hoybier were there and united's midfield had bruno Ericsson and casemiro yeah. so they were able able to restrict like tottenham really uh, playing their part in the United half. Mm. So, so this, uh, Tottenham was subdued in the first half, mein, I think there were some changes in the midfield and then they had that uh, more numbers in the midfield or mm. United midfield was outnumbered in the second half mm. to an extent yeah. and I think that led to this uh, you know, blowing away of the 2-0 lead.
1: Right.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, w- what would you say about uh, Mason's uh, managerial like skills? Although uh, he has managed only one match so far, but do you think it bodes well for him to have this result under his belt? I think uh, if Christian Stilani was still here, it, it would have been a much different story
1: um i don't know one match is a is a very small sample size but yes you were playing against uh, united which is a very good team um right now in the league they are above you and like third position and uh, getting a result out especially after getting a thrashing from newcastle would have been a daunting task but he managed it well uh, but so have other managers uh, in, in the first one or two Nuno Espirito Santos is one of the <laughs> good examples uh, yes. he won his first three games but did not come through lost his job I think the cook has manager to lose his job just after the season starting so cannot come in and I think in the grand scheme of things it will not change anything uh, I don't think he, uh, you know the Tottenham management is going to stay with Ryan Mason uh, in the long haul. But yes, a good exposure for him. Uh, good, uh, you know, log, yaar, you remember that season when, uh, uh, you know, I think it was Andre Villas-Boas, AVB, Jab Chelsea ne AVB ko sack kia tha. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so, but <laughs> you know, Champions League you got sacked. so so I think uh, it was a good draw for Tottenham a bad draw for uh, United and like you said in the midfield things were not working out like Ericsson was looking off and you know you have this good Fred and bad Fred when Fred (laughs) comes out of the substitution you don't know which Fred you're going to get (laughs) Mm. and we got the bad Fred so we got the bad Fred and uh, that that made the difference, and uh, in I think that's, Brighton, that's
0: the case with Marshall as well, good Marshall <laughs> and bad Marshall,
1: <laughs> yeah, so Ku in players <laughs> turned up kind of alive are they going to be off color in Brighton games it was <laughs> good threat. so we were able to navigate, but during the Tottenham game, it was it was the bad threat who came after the so I think that will make the difference and Tottenham, who who they're going to appoint? Chelsea, who they're going to appoint? I think those I are think going to be he's interesting he's debates. I think
0: Pochettino, from what I hear. So instead I of think, Tottenham,
1: Pochettino is heading towards Chelsea. Yes, yes, yes. I think. Uh, so definitely, Pochettino. Uh, he would look at the squad which is available at Chelsea, and he'll be like, "Okay, I just need a number nine, and I'm good to go." And uh, he will be able to command respect, which maybe Graham Potter was not able to, uh, given that he did not have a legitimate experience with any of the top four sides, although he might be good as a manager. Uh, I think that is something which is going to help. I think Poch is going to be a decent appointment for Chelsea. And uh, Naljusman is the one I look like it looks like he's going to go at Tottenham. Although I'm not sure. <laughs> Tottenham has a history of breaking manager and managers having history of breaking Tottenham. So, yeah, who knows you know, there's, what, this, what? there's this one
0: observation which is going around that. B- Boli doesn't really want a manager who is very opinionated or very. Strong in terms of his own decisions, someone like a Mourinho or Luis Enrique or, you know, Ancelotti. I'm not saying they're contenders for the job, but they are the kind of managers who would want to do things their own way and they're confident. I think he wants more of a follower
1: and not a leader. Yeah, do yeah. you agree with that? I think the problem is that when you have a owner club or dressing room or Manager ke khade okay, or you know he's giving his input on the game, the technical right. right that's a problem I mean, um, I was listening to one of these pundits, and he also mentioned that uh united Alex uh Alex Ferguson he was the one who was he was uh, giving us the technical speech and uh, who who needs to do what and everything and he was doing the commentary ownership. Aati thi? Bad me a key simply haar jaate da, do, koi nahi, Bravo, you know, we'll do better next time. And uh, da, definitely they, they would, but it was just a handshake. they will not step into the shoes of uh, the manager and they, they would not uh, step onto anybody's toes. Everybody understood that. Wo ownership and uh, or management is United Kid dressing room, mein, kyunki, uh you know, so that the whole club is integrated. It it gives a sense of integration from top to bottom. That was the entire purpose. But when your management is coming, CEO is coming, owner is coming in the dressing room, you know, telling what to do, what not to do, then it's a problem. So
0: in a way, you are not respecting your own hierarchy. So it's it's not a like very small club where the owner is directly involved with the day-to-day things. It's a big club like Chelsea. They have their dedicated coaching staff. They, You have appointed a very qualified manager, head coach for your first team. So you should be able to trust uh, their skills. You should be able yeah, to I mean, give that space
1: to those uh, people. Uh, I'm, I mean, man, I was listening to Chelsea fans. And they were saying, "Your Todd is just making a string of bad decisions after bad decisions. Starting through Shell Kisatsara budget spent upne team care, then you fired that guy, then you bring Graham Potter in and Graham Potter go or you know, your your players were having injuries and everything, and you know, you uh, basically fired the entire medical staff also, the backroom staff, people who have been there and they have delivered success. As any Chelsea did not see, and you know, you had to do this major overall that you know you' Rexham and struggling in the in National League, that's not the club which you have inherited. You have inherited a club who has won European Cups, who have won the Premier League. Their backroom staff knows about what they're doing, and they have delivered success doing that. So they, he was firing backroom staff, getting involved in the technical decisions in the dressing room and everything. So he, he's just making a string of bad decisions. And I, he, he does not understand. The, the Premier League is very different from the American game. Uh, it it works in a different manner. Uh, Definitely, for example, Liverpool would love to have, or United would love to have uh, an owner who has money who wants to put in, but they would want uh, a clock making the decisions, owner not getting involved, Uh, Eric Ten Hag making the final decisions on football, Uh, the owner not getting involved in the recruitment and everything. So I think that's a big problem. And I don't know how Chelsea is going to fix that
0: yeah and i think even despite spending close to i think 323 million pounds or something they are still uh, like unable to figure out which players to play where and how to utilize those signings they are still playing with uh, conte gallagher and sterling at the front like against brentford these were that was their attacking line even despite having you know players like Mudric and Felix yeah. and Fernandez. So I, I fail to understand why they're, they yeah.
1: They're 10 points away from relegation.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Lampard no, is doing even worse than Potter in a in a sense.
1: So, yeah, manager uh, I don't like think manager you change that. I think. Ancelotti can also be able to get a drastic difference in 4-5 games. When you change the manager so players know that manager is the manager knows that the manager is going. So, the motivation? The season already We ja will okay. relegate. We 2 games. That is good enough to avoid relegation. Uske it doesn't matter. European places nahi. So, What are we playing for? So, essentially, I think that is what is happening uh, at Chelsea. But I think more about than anything,
0: I think more than anything, they just want to show signs to the fans and to themselves that there is improvement
1: somewhere. stability manager appoint I think उसके parameter judgment start over. I think Chelsea fans be give up कर चुके players give up on the season and the entire players is in a mess. And I think they're just waiting for the season to get over, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I think Burley has used this season as a like trial season and mein, is season mein bhi try karke experiment, karke dekh leta how everything works. Mehenga. Mehenga baut, yeah. Yes, take it seems like he's taken everything very casually and he's just winging everything. कर, and everything just feels very impulsive, whatever he doing. So,
1: yeah. maybe Let the people, uh, you know, technical people and football people do their job. If you would have taken that philosophy, you would not have tried to control it. I think Chelsea would have been a much, 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 much better place. Anyhow, I think that brings us to the relegation discussion. How big is the Everton Leicester City game?
0: That's, that's absolutely <laughs> huge. I think after playing against Newcastle, Newcastle really hammered Everton 4-1. Mm-hmm. Before that, they drew against Crystal Palace. So... I think winning against Leicester is a must now. Yeah. I honestly wouldn't want either of those teams to go down Leicester or Everton. Mm. But that's the position we are in right now. Both of them are in the danger zone. And you can't really deny the fact that one of them is going down for sure. And
1: yeah, I mean, I mean, it could be if, if neither of them are going down, it could be Leeds. <laughs> who is finishing at the 18th place. But you never know. But even Everton fans, I was, I was uh, reading this article. It looks like most of them have given up. They're like, okay, what are we going to do in championship next season? How are we going to win it and come back? So that's, that's what the conversation is going on in Everton. And they're, they are totally disheartened. They're like, in, in past 10 matches, we have, we have taken points from only one game. So, <laughs> what are we talking about over here? I think that's
0: very disheartening because they still ha- are in with a chance we chance here they are two points away. It's not some in unassailable lead which forest or uh, you know leads have so mm. they definitely claw their way back in, but to scale attitude on and go attitude agar. Os direction ja ki haan, championship and we'll try to bounce back. I think then that's that's very sad because I think championship is like that void. It's like that where you Yeah, it's like a black hole where you go and you don't know when you're going to come back, and when it's going to spit you back out again to the Premier League. So,
1: so, it's very sad because Everton is one of those clubs who have, along with Arsenal, who have this history of uh, being in uh, Premier League for the longest and only only three teams have won Premier League more than Everton. So, they do yeah. have this history and tradition with them um, and it will be sad to, sad to see such a big uh, drop over there, I think you talk about ownership dis discussion and a management <laughs> doing a horrible job i think everton is the best case in in point even even more than chelsea
0: and i think it, it has been coming i won't say that this is a surprise because i think last season also they barely escaped relegation so it it has been coming but uh, they still have a chance They should really try to fight their way back and win win matches like this. Win against Leicester. Win against Leicester would go a long way. But it's at the King Power Stadium. They would have the advantage over Everton. Let's see. Let's see what happens.
1: I think this this brings us uh, towards the end of our podcast for today. So, so as we record, uh, the next game is still yet to happen. Uh, Fulham versus City is, is yet to happen. And, you know, the game uh, for United is, is yet to go. So, we'll review those matches uh, in, in our next pod. Uh, so, stay tuned. Um, this is Arpit signing off. Mm, this is Anmol. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so see you, see you in in the in the next episode, and I hope, and even Anul hopes uh, that Cities loses some points against Fulham.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that match happened shortly, and I'm really hoping that Fulham upne home ground kuch kar pae, kuch kamal dikha pae, But you know, <laughs> uh, the heart wants what the heart wants. I won't stop hoping until the end of the season until 28th May <laughs> but, yeah let's see what happens
1: okay so see you thank you for tuning in again to Half a Line it's, it's been a pleasure
0: bye-bye yes much it's
1: been a pleasure bye-bye mm-hmm.